0: Today we are coming at you with another edition of Spoiling Star Wars, talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. And so it only seemed appropriate when discussing Solo that we have this podcast Solo, so whereas normally it's Spoiling Star Wars with Eric, uh, instead, today, it is going to be Spoiling Star Wars with Eric. We're going to let Eric uh, cover Solo and I'm just going to be the the silent Wookiee type growling every now and again. What do you think of that, Eric?
1: Well, I, I mean, you're, uh, the amount of hair makes it, for you, makes it seem like you're a Wookiee. So, yeah, I guess ah. that, would work. that would be more so. Yeah, you're, you're ah. I guess you would definitely be, if we were a tandem, you would probably be the Wookiee. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Slightly taller, definitely uh, more hair, especially now that you've been grown it out long. Um, so yeah, I guess that would work. And uh, for Halloween several years ago, I was Han
0: Solo, so it, it all makes sense now. Indeed. Uh, I'm not actually yeah, no, going to talk are... like Chewbacca all episode. I don't know that I can maintain that.
1: Yeah, and I <laughs> only speak I've, partial Wookiee, so we I've, we would have problems.
0: Yeah, I've tried to speak Wookiee, and it, it doesn't work well. Yeah,
1: it's it's a manufactured sound, is it not? Right, it's like oh, a yeah. walrus.
0: It's... It's and, mostly it's it's mostly bears. There's a little yeah, bit of, yeah. of walrus, and I think maybe some dog in there. There's actually a there's a, if if you if you if you've got the Disney Plus, there's actually like a in the extras section. There's a little you know like ten minute featurette that's all about Chewbacca, and they actually talk about that a little bit. I highly recommend that.
1: Yeah, stuff. I remember seeing it, and I'm not sure where, or it must be there, uh, or years ago. Years ago, I I you know they showed clips of how they made the you know the vocals of stuff. But yes, Chewbacca is definitely in our on our solo, a Star Wars story today. And uh overall you and I are just fresh off recent viewings. Yes. Um, somehow I coerced my family into watching it. Like that was the entire group, um minus Miles who slept through the entire movie. Um as you do. I, I guess when you're, when you're that but, age, I guess. we all you know even lauren there were moments in time where she was not looking at her phone so that's a success so good job star wars you had her intrigued several times (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 quite the win that's a
0: huge win huge win
1: uh no either way and then uh so so uh, all's well todd what's your general impression of the movie solo
0: i very very much enjoyed it possibly more than i thought i would If that makes sense, like when they announced they were going to do every other year in between episodes of the Skywalker saga, they were going to start doing, you know, little one off deals. I I was excited. I thought that was good. We we've talked on the show, you know, many a time before about how we like it when Star Wars involves storylines and locations that are off the Skywalker main plot line. You know, it's one of the things made Rogue One so great. So I was looking forward to a bunch of those, and then they, you know, they announced, you know, we're, we're going to do a solo movie, a Han Solo movie. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess technically he's not a Skywalker, but we're still kind of playing a little close to the main cast there. We're not really going as far afield as I'd like, and so I wasn't sure how much, how interesting that was likely to be. But having seen it, I very much enjoyed it. Is it is it a movie that you know we needed in the sense that? oh, this must be told for continuity or for us to fully understand Han Solo's character. Eh, probably not. Like, I feel like Han did a pretty good job in, you know, all the other films. But I really enjoyed the movie. I think it did a good job of sort of giving some of his backstory in a fun way that I very much enjoyed. What are your yeah I, Yeah,
1: I agree that it's not a movie that was necessary, but it was a it was a movie that was fun. And, yes. I mean, added to... You know, added to the whole, you know, story, you know, you can look at there were lo- decent enough Easter eggs or like throwbacks and be like, oh, OK, that makes sense. Oh, I know. You know, now you could say, oh, how did they meet? And you say, oh, you know, this is how Han and Chewbacca met or this is how he won. You know what? This is what the Kessel Run is. And I still right. don't know what a parsec is, but and I wasn't counting <laughs> along during the end of the movie. So I'm not sure exactly if it was 12 seconds or not or 12 parsecs or not. But
0: it's, it's who, 12 if you round down. He says, that's
1: exactly what he yeah." So
0: <laughs> which I'm, I love that line.
1: Yeah. So it was probably like 12.99 or something like that. Uh, it was good. It was good. Hey, you know, so I was honestly, I watched it years ago one time. Right. I did not get to see this one in the theaters. I was actually down mm. at our lovely Walt Disney World when it came out and I had all intended purposes coming home and watching it. So I stayed away from spoilers and so forth. Uh, and it just got murdered. I think it got murdered in the box office or, or essentially the critics. And I wrote down some stuff because this is, this is, I was, it's always wondered why. So,
0: Oh, I have a whole, yeah. Well, Period. I
1: know, and 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 that's why I think I'm gonna lead with some facts, and then I think we'll talk about it. So <laughs> we'll actually start talking about the movie a little bit later. I think almost before the commercial break, we'll talk about the the conspiracy, not conspiracy, but the controversy of Solo. So yes. Solo was uh was probably announced, you know, a couple of years ahead of time, we knew it was coming out. And I don't think there was any issues. I think everybody had similar feelings like you did. You know, well, do we want a solo movie? Well, let's see how it's done. You know, like Han, right. Han Solo is, you know, Harrison Ford. So did we need a young one? And the actor that portrayed him in this was pretty fantastic, in my opinion. Oh, but, yeah. So I don't think that was ever an issue. But the movie came out May 25th, 2018. OK, so it was the fourth Star Wars film in four years. So that it came out just after Last Jedi. Right. So unfortunately, this movie was considered a box office flop. So it was made off a budget of what two hundred, two hundred twenty-five, I think, million, and it only made three ninety globally. So that, and it actually was the worst grossing movie of all eleven Star Wars films, with the other being Return of the Jedi with four hundred seventy-five million uh, thousand million, or, yeah, four hundred seventy-five right. million, and that is in what nineteen eighty-one or eighty-two money. So it's a little different. So the biggest thing and this is where I'll branch off to you cuz I feel that you and I both feel the same thing. A month before Avengers Endgame came out on mm. April 27th, 2018. Yep. So yep. with that being said, we all think of Solo and if you say hey rank your your Star Wars movies or what's the biggest Star Wars bust? I think most people are going to say well Solo was the worst Star Wars movie that was released recently and I don't necessarily agree with that in terms of I definitely don't agree just because you're looking at numbers. Let's just put it that way from a statistical standpoint. Yes. If you're taking all the numbers and so forth, but I feel there's a lot of things that led to that. And that's where I'm going to branch to you because I know you have strong feelings or we've discussed this before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking purely at, you know, money, yes. Solo performed the worst. If you're looking at, you know, actual, entertainment value and performance solo is a pretty darn good movie i am not I, I don't know right off the top of my head where i would rank it amongst the star wars but i can tell you with certainty that it is not the bottom of the heap like it's a very it's a good movie I, it's a movie I, I very much enjoy but yeah like you mentioned you 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 drop that right on the heels of avengers endgame and also keep in mind that they also also out in the theater's at the same time, I believe was Deadpool two. Okay. So you've got a group of fans who have spent twenty some movies in the in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, leading up to to the, the this you know grand finale. That every like even if you haven't watched all of the the Marvel movies, if the only other Marvel movie you saw was Avengers Infinity War you're going to want and need to see Endgame. And you're going to want to see that in the theater, on the big screen, with the Dolby surround and all that. Like, that's just how that needs to be. Like, you don't have to, I guess, but if you're going to spend money to buy a a $13 tub of popcorn (laughs) and a $17 soda, you're going to do it for this movie you've got that much invested in, right? As opposed to, eh, this one-off about a character that you already know about and it's you know just a little extra backstory and I you know I love Star Wars but or Deadpool 2 which I think is maybe I mean the Venn diagram for those fandoms has a whole lot of overlap and I guess what's most upsetting to me is that like the Venn diagram of companies that were responsible for Avengers Endgame and that were responsible for solo a Star Wars story that's 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 two circles on top of each other like why would you think that was a good idea and then why would you be surprised when solo does not perform well because you know i'm fortunate i'm in a position to where you know i have enough disposable income where i can say you know what i'm gonna go see all three of these movies in the theater and it ain't no thing not everybody's got that going on some folks have to decide okay well you know either because of the finances of going to the theater, or well, I've got this screaming two-year-old that I can't really take to the theater. I can risk it for one movie, but I'm not going to be able to make it to multiples. Like, you have to make that choice, and I'm sorry. If for some reason I was not able to go to all those, there's a real good chance I would have went to go see Endgame in the theater and saved Solo for afterwards if it came down to it. And I think that's where they kind of shot themselves in the foot. And It upsets me that they don't seem to understand that that's what they did, and then they may, you know, solo performed so poorly, and then they make the, well, I guess we're not going to make any of these offshoot films anymore. I mean, I think it's probably all sort of a moot point at this stage because COVID happened and the success of The Mandalorian, it looks like just the general direction that they're headed in is, yeah, we all necessarily need to do standalone movies. We can, you know, kick a whole bunch of ass and make a whole lot of money doing televised series to kind of cover what we were going to do in those one-shot movies. And I think that works out pretty well. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah.
1: I mean, it didn't help that there was some such controversy with The Last Jedi, too. It didn't help that there was a.
0: No, absolutely. Like
1: a backlash of oh blah, blah, blah. And truth be told, Ron Howard took over solo after what uh, Chris Lord and Phil Miller or or Phil Miller and Chris Lord, whatever. (laughs) However, it's set up Um, once they were like, let go they mutually departed, you know, meaning there were some type of issues going on with the plot. There were some type of issues right. going on with the the movie in which they brought Ron Howard in to come fix supposedly. Now, in my right. opinion, I thought the movie looked fine. Didn't, you know, it seemed, seemed balanced. I enjoy the humor in it. You know, I thought it was pretty oh, much yeah. on par for how how Han and Lando acted in the previous movies and kind oh, yeah. of how star Wars has that humor. It has like a slight humor to it. Uh, you know, it's not laugh out loud, funny stuff, but the snarkiness and the snide comments and the little jabs, you know, make it humorous. So oh, yeah. I thought it had, you know, definitely probably still had elements. And I don't remember how far they went in the shooting and so forth, but there was obviously some controversy going in. So if you had to choose and I was right there with you and I essentially would have had to, you know, it was a choice that I had. Uh, you know, and it wasn't a, if I was down at Disney and an in infinity uh, end game came out, I would have found the AMC's theater at Disney, you know, Disney Springs, and I would have took the kids there on a day during the vacation. I was not doing that for solo. So the hype right. around it just wasn't to the point where it's just like a must-see movie it wasn't part of the trilogy right. and that might have actually hurt it you know being a standalone if it was the last jedi i bet it would have done just fine because you would people would have found a way to make bo- go do both but i think it needed a couple oh, months yeah. that's all i just think it needed to you know come out yeah august you know or something
0: yeah they, they they should they should yeah they just should just by a slight tweak to the schedule i don't think they'd have had the problem but you drop on the one you drop you drop game and like you said it's it's it is a direct follow-up from cliffhanger from the previous movie like yeah that releases everybody's going to go see that as soon as they can so that they can you know rejoin society on the internet without having to worry about killers whereas that was solo it's like yeah you don't want things to get spoiled but it's not like if someone you know oh my goodness i can't believe you know han met chewy in a muddy fight fighting pit like that's not going to ruin the movie for you you know what I mean? Like you can you can kind of cope with holding off on C and solo for a while without it being a problem. Whereas endgame, you wanna see that shit the day it comes out. So you like I said, so you can interact with, you know, polite society or impolite society looking at you Twitter. And I definitely think that the whole Last Jedi toxic fandom backlash thing did not do Star Wars in general any favors. Let alone, you know, another new movie. Yeah.
1: So, So. I mean, the good thing is, you know, creatively, I think the movie was great in many aspects. So I don't think that Mm -hmm. was any of the cause. It was more of the timing, and I don't think any of the big wigs in the back end want to take blame that says Star Wars wasn't big enough to, you know, I think, imagine they must have said, well, you know, it's Star Wars. People are going to come out to see. It. We don't have to worry about any of these, you know, normal things that you think of when a movie. We don't have to worry about the release date or this or the promos or blah, blah, blah. Well, they'll just yeah. see it because it's Star Wars, and I think they misunderstood they, they, that, they that got that's cocky not and, how it works.
0: They got cocky and kind of rested on their laurels and just kind of took it for granted. And, and I mean, Star Wars is an awesome thing, and there's a lot of fans and 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 so on and so forth. But you can't take anything for granted. Not nothing that you value should be taken for granted. Yeah. And and essentially we we had what was
1: considered a flop movie, but as I rewatched it and and for the longest time since, you know, when you get the mainstream coverage saying, Oh, it didn't do as well as you thought, didn't do it, blah people like myself or others aren't gonna go out there and chase it. It'd be like, I have to watch this. Oh, yeah. Like it's the, yeah. it's the opposite of like, oh, it's great. This is the best movie, you know, really great story. You need to see this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then, yeah. then I would have rushed out and saw it when I got back. And, you know, it was just that negative, you know, I guess that's why opening week means so much because it tells the story that then gets people to make time within the next month to go see. So it's pretty, oh, yeah. pretty interesting how that
0: works. And that's the other thing with the opening schedule. Like you open them that close, so much rides on that opening weekend, that opening yep. week that if you if you know you make all kinds of money in sales like that may or may not have anything to do with the quality of your actual film but if you make a bunch of money that means a bunch of people wanted to go see it and that you know the sort of hive mind that we have is oh everybody's doing this i should go do that too Well again you you launch two giant movies you know two or three movies like this simultaneously and there i mean there could have been a bunch of people like it's solo could have like blown out you know the theaters if it had started a different time but everybody's spending that money over at the avengers they're not spending it at solo therefore solo make the money therefore people see oh people aren't you know going to see it it must not be good it's one of those self-fulfilling prophecy sort of situations yeah if they would have flipped them i bet they
1: would have been better if they if, oh, if solo came out first then people would have went out and saw endgame so i think it was a strategy a strategical error on their part but it's all right we we still got the movie it's on disney plus we get to watch it they'll come back they'll make these one-off movies i think smart people will realize what happened and we'll get those and if not we got them on disney plus and that might be the route but i think they do like the possibility of making you know millions of dollars in the box office so so it'll happen again and you know my hopes and, you know, as we'll talk about it here after this break, we'll uh, my hopes is that, you know, maybe we'll get a Han Solo spinoff or he'll him and his characters, you know, his friends and stuff will show up because there'll be some topics. I would that love I a sequel. On. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's take a break real quick. We'll come back. We'll to actually talk about the movie. Sounds yeah. good. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken. But those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit JustinBenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. JustinBenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. Todd, we, uh, we we're just talking about the whole controversy of the film, but overall, the film itself was it was pretty damn good in my opinion. I had low expectations because of all that, and it exceeded my expectations because I thought it was very enjoyable. And yeah, I mean, overall, it was a nice, fast-paced. Uh, you know, lots of action, decent character, good dialogue, in my opinion, easy enough to follow along, and. I thought it was a quality Star Wars film. So we have young Han Solo telling the story right. of how he's become what he has become. And he's obviously, you know, how he met Chewbacca's in the movie, what he did as a youngin. you know, he had a little love interest to, you know, fight some, uh, you know, fight some bad guys or or smuggles around and stuff and meets Lando. And it tells you the story of how he gets the Millennium Falcon. So all that stuff is all, in, you know, encompassed in this two hour movie. There were some highs and some low points where I'm like, I don't know. But overall, pretty fantastic. I'm not sure exactly where I, what I would rate it, you know, as a 10 scale. I feel like I have to get better at figuring out like where my bar is, like what's a 10, <laughs> what's a one, and figure it out. Right. I mean, to me, it's like a seven and eight. It, it was an enjoyable yeah. movie that I don't mind watching every once in a blue moon. It's not a movie that I need to see every day or anything like that, or it's probably not going to be like a cult classic where I'm like, Oh, that was the greatest movie of all time. But I felt good watching it many times and the family seemed to enjoy it. What's your overall
0: impressions on how, you know, I guess it ranks up in your brain. I think it ranks pretty highly. I, I, again, I'm hesitant to rank it. Like if you said, okay, Todd rank star Wars movies, there's a part of my brain that wants to rank the Skywalker saga as its own unit and kind of take your rogue ones and your solos and kind of take them out of the equation like i feel like somehow that putting those in and amongst the rest of them just seems weird to me but i really really liked solo like i would i would put this on par with how i feel about it's coming up close on the heels of the original trilogy in terms of how much i i liked it like i think if i think the the original trilogy episodes four five and six would be the top of the charts following behind would be probably rogue one or solo followed by a mishmash shuffling of the prequel and sequel trilogies i'm not going to get into all that right now but solo ranks surprisingly high for being yeah that
1: is that is is really surprisingly high so why did it rank so high
0: it's classic star wars it's it's really what it comes down to like you you know these characters and i'll kind of come back to that here in a second but it's not really the Empire versus the Rebellion, but the Empire is an element in the backdrop. You know, that's the thing that's happening. It's got that perfect Star Wars blend of humor and, and witty dialogue with action and blasters going all over the place. There's, you know, chases and starfights. Like, it's just, it has all of the classic Star Wars components, with the exception of there's not a whole lot of Jedi stuff. Which, again, if you think back to classic, you know, Star Wars trilogy, yeah, there was Obi-Wan and there were Luke, but there really wasn't a whole lot yeah. of it. Like, you averaged a lightsaber fight per show, and you might see somebody move something around with mine, but, like, the original episode four, like, there's talk of this Jedi stuff, and you see a lightsaber flash every now and then, but it's not like they were, you know, space wizards ended up real hardcore, like they did in the prequel trilogy. Or in sequel, like it was kind of low key in solo, equally low key, if not maybe a little lower key. But I okay, he didn't really need a whole lot of the force happening because there was all sorts of other action and intrigue and adventure taking place. You know, going into this, to me, sort of the the challenge that I had in my brain, you know, sort of what this this movie, the test it had to pass, was. Okay, we're we're gonna be seeing Han Solo and Chewbacca and Lando at a minimum. We knew we were going to see those characters, and ain't a single one of those being played by the character that made those characters iconic. You know, Harrison yeah. Ford, uh, Billy D. Williams, uh, none of them were going to be in here. It was, it was a whole new crew, and it was really going to be telling if they were able to. Because it's a fine line to play an established character like that and not just be an obvious sort of copycat, almost sort of a caricature. Like if, oh, yeah. if, if he'd have come in and it would have been sort of an imitation of Harrison Ford, that would have been off-putting. But it wasn't. He portrayed Han Solo, which is slightly different than doing a Harrison Ford impression if that makes sense. And I think he did a really good job there. Same thing with uh, you know Donald Glover. I mean, he's not Billy D Williams. Oh god, he, he was great. He wasn't he playing was Billy D Williams. He was playing a young Lando and he fucking nailed it. I will tell you oh, right my god. now. If yeah. they if if they did a, a Lando movie or a Lando TV show, I there am so one, here for there that. Is one. It's not funny. There's is coming. there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and from what I understand, uh, granted, so it was one of the later ones they announced, okay. and th- that was the big speculation of who's it going to be, and it sounds to me like it might be a mismatch of like Billy D. Williams, who was in the previous film, so which is fantastic, right? right. Uh, like looking back on his life.
0: Oh, and uh, I can get on it, that.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like I, I Lando was a character that was fine with me. Like I never really gravitated towards him. Like it was just the guy that you know was that the own Cloud City, so to speak, in my mind. Right. Or, you know. Right. Uh, but damn, Glover made him so like enjoyable. Like I, I mean. Yeah. I uh, hate to say it because, uh, you know, you never know if Billy D Williams is listening. But, man, Donald Glover played a better Lando. Like, he was just so damn good. So damn good.
0: Well, I think uh, he is... had a better opportunity, too. Like, Lando didn't get short. a whole lot of screen time in the two movies he was in, you know, of the originals. You know, he got to be sort of a major yeah. piece of this one. But, no. He was good. Don't get me wrong. He, yeah. he
1: was fantastic. And, um, you know, throwing out one of the Easter eggs I loved was the whole uh, outfit that um our buddy Beckett, which is Woody Harrelson, he came out yeah. and it's the Lando uh mask that he wore at Java's Palace. Oh, so yeah. freaking awesome. Like oh, yeah. uh, big fan. I'm like, oh, that is so great because that was obviously just that was the cargo in the cargo of the Millennium Falcon that they kept and it was, you know, it was there from day one, I guess. So yeah. Love that. Love, love that. Uh, Yeah, overall, the the depiction of the characters were great. Obviously, Chewbacca seemed, that was the Chewbacca we know and love. And it's cool to see their little story and how how it kind of worked out. And overall, I I really enjoyed Han Solo's character. And you could, he was a lot more good in this movie than, I guess, than Harrison Ford portrayed. Because you could tell he was a little bit more conflicted. Where I guess seeing some of these, the moments, the pivotal moments in this movie would make you say, yeah, you know, this guy's not going to trust anybody. He's a little yeah. way too trusty. He just wants to be part of something. He wants to, you know, he had a little bit more light in his eye. Um, and then you could see how it slowly, he gets to the point where, yeah, I'm not going to trust anybody. I'm going to look out for myself because that's what everybody else in this movie was doing, which right. kind of corrupted him. And, yeah. you know, he trusts Chewie and obviously, and that might've been about it by the end of the you know, time, but but it also shows that he's naturally good and yeah even though he doesn't want to be and that's even mentioned in there that like you know he says he's the bad guy and obviously he's not he's helping out the rebellion before even knowing it and so forth so i do have some questions for you okay okay not necessarily rapid fire because i know that's not going to actually work because i'm gonna
0: ask you a question we'll go through several (laughs) things but um, Are you saying I get long-winded when we're talking Star Wars, Eric? Is that, is that I'm is saying that the we both
1: can get long-winded, and
0: these <laughs> answers probably aren't going to be small, all right? Okay. I mean, I
1: have some bullet points. I'll go through real quick bullet points. Uh, firstly, the creature at the beginning, and I don't know what kind of creature he was, with the four arms, um, and I, I I thought he was great and was upset when he died because I liked his character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The droid was, uh, which was way too familiar, or at least... And I understand droids have been used as comedic effect, right. but boy, it, it just came too close off of a K2SO. Like they were both snarky, pain in the ass droids, and I did like her, her and I think it was like what, L3? Um, yeah, L3.
0: I, yeah.
1: yeah, I did like her, but boy, I mean could – the directors or the writers should have talked to each other because it was just way too close to K2SO. What's your thoughts on that? Like, do you see the similarities I, I, th- in how you could say the droids were the same kind of character? They were now, both snarky, bitch ass. You know.
0: Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, that I, I can see where you're coming from, but that's not something that naturally popped into my head. That did not occur to me on its own. Okay. I mean, again, with you bringing it up, it's like, okay, secondary character, got a little, got a little bit of a snarky bit going. Seems to have a little disdain for every other character except possibly one. Yeah, I, I can see it. But yeah, not not so much that it was super obvious to me and it didn't occur to me until you 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 mentioned. Well that's it.
1: well that's good. I mean I noticed <laughs> it and I said to my I, I enjoyed it because don't get me wrong, I think in Rogue One, K2SO is my favorite character.
0: Oh, so yeah. like
1: in if <laughs> this this movie's a little difficult for me to say, yeah, the droid's my favorite character. Uh the droid does fall down, but uh, you know, overall I did enjoy her and her performance and the overall dynamics of it all. So I mean it did bring in that classic charm of a droid and the comedic elements so yeah. um i thought the lounge singing uh, was the worst music i've ever heard uh it was one star in my
0: music writing oh. project oh that was i with, what with the, the hell the lady the with head. the gold yeah. mouthpiece thing yeah. and the floating head in the jar yeah that was that was that was terrible
1: unnecessary was, and and awful yeah. that goes down with dual headed uh you know commentators from pod racing just want oh, to throw I'll that see. out there and what so we saw some new wookies uh, that didn't look nearly as bad as lumpy, uh, right. but they did not look necessarily, they looked like they were slaves and beaten up and sickly. And I thought that was unique and clever and, or, or like that was good in it's general, struck, but
0: I know we've, it's, it struck some realism there. Like yes, if they'd have yes. all looked like Chewbacca who's been, I mean, we don't know how long he was in that mud cave and whatever. And they said, hey, I'm feeding him in days, whatever, but he had some, like it was a, he was generally a healthy specimen. And if all the other Wookiees looked just like him, they'd be like, mm, yeah. but no, you're right. They, they did a good job of making it look like, yeah, these folks have had real hard lives.
1: Well, they didn't have as much. Well, firstly, they were like frail and kind of sickly looking
0: and, or yeah.
1: some of them didn't have as much facial hair. So Chewbacca's yeah. actually rocking like a really quality beard because these oh, other yeah. ones had more of a, um, planet of the apes look. They and, did. Uh, and not only that, they really looked, if you really want a, a deep dive, the land of the lost monkey, Type yep creature called Jakar they looked exact mm-hmm. and I'm like wow that was that's you know I actually looked it up because I had a old Jakar toy as a youngin. <laughs> I actually had land of the lost toys which is weird and really? I said that looks like the monkey that I had yeah the monkey was uh, that. part of I'm... many of uh, this was firsthand these are toys that I got from the wonderful deluxe no- toy and hobby wait um, wait
0: wait wait you were allowed to have your own toys as a child i I thought you were only allowed to have my hand-me-downs this is a shocking there are a
1: few there are a few that i actually got on my own (laughs) believe it or not yeah but so so the wookies that was the first time besides the holiday special where we actually saw the wookies have a little bit different look which i liked i actually thought that was cool so and uh the other the other question that i have um really will become the long-winded stuff all right so when the bad guys, which I can't remember what they were called, but the ones that ruined the, the first Coaxium deal and then tried Enfys, to steal the next Nest. Yes. That was confusing to the children and slightly confusing to me because they said, hold on, what's going on here? So that is a, to me, that is a missing beat in which they, Star Wars didn't do a very good job telling that story. Like we felt that they were bad guys trying to take that. But when she took her helmet off and revealed herself, we were all kind of confused. So what's your thoughts or do you know any more or general thoughts? I mean, I got it. I got it. I got put it together. I figured, all right, well, they're not really bad guys. They're trying to do good. But
0: is this something that you've run across in the books or the role-playing games or is this brand new to Solo? I am not aware of any deep history on the whole Enfist Nest thing. Now, again. I've only recently started to get back into the comics, and sure. uh, I think I actually have been fairly on top of the books since Disney acquired and it became sort of the new canon. Like, a lot of the yeah. old, you know, what they now call Legends, ex- expanded universe, I just did not have the time or took the... Like, I just, I missed out on a lot of that, but I'm not aware of any big background to the whole Enfys Nest thing. Like, I kind of figured it out while watching this. I was going to say same as you did, but apparently that was a little little more of a curve. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, like I get, I got the vibe that, okay, they were trying to run this job and they keep mentioning this Enfys Nest and that is clearly some sort of rival. And then, you know, when they show up, you know, they're all, I mean, they kind of show up like a, some sort of biker gang. Yeah, the because they're all sure, on speed yeah. bikes, they're all in, uh-huh. in sort of Mad Max looking, you know, yeah, armor, yeah. Or whatever kind of a thing. You're like it's real clear, okay, these are these are your opponents. And I guess it's one of those things knowing that the the solo storyline takes place on the fringe. You know, saying, oh, this is a good guy, this is a bad guy, like I inherently like eh. This is the different, like, no one here is the good guy or bad guy. Like, you guys are stealing shit. And these guys are trying to steal your shit that you've stolen. Like, eh, eh, I don't know if bad guy is necessarily a thing, but this is clearly the opposition, you know? And they yeah. fight over the thing, and then, you know, they track them. Like, okay, this is clearly, you know, your your antagonist. <laughs> good, bad, whatever. It's definitely the antagonist of this, this storyline. I think the removal of the helmet reveal at the end was intended to be shocking oh my goodness it's just this girl kind of a thing and i mean and i think it i think it it served itself well there you know you're expecting this to be some sort of badass dude especially with the voice changing helmet speaker thing they had going on you know kind of throws you off
1: uh yeah i mean it it was (laughs) fine i guess i was just confused and i still don't know i mean are they like if they were the obvious if they could have made it obvious that they were working for the rebellion, which it sounds to me like that's what they kept alluding to. And I know they didn't they might not call it a rebellion yet or whatever, but like it just wasn't very obvious to me. So it didn't it didn't make it out like yeah these guys are for good.
0: It was more so yeah well they didn't they didn't get there until the very end. Like even once she takes off her helmet and, and explains hey yeah you know there's a reason we we've got such a hard on against Christmas and dawn And that's because they were assholes to us and, you know, cut out everybody's tongues and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, they led in with that as, oh, yeah, we, you know, this, we aren't just other criminals trying to make a a profit. We're in this for some revenge against Crimson Dawn. Kind of like we are standing up against the bully. And then eventually, like, dang near at the end of the thing, she gets into the speech of, you know, yeah, this isn't just for us. This is, you know, we're going to basically help fund the rebellion, Kind of a thing and I don't even think they sp- Explicitly said they're doing that it's just Heavily implied like it is a whole lot of Implication yeah. and innuendo Up until the very end That as you're walking oh, which along is you don't necessarily Know what their deal is Yeah
1: which is fine and by the way Little nod that we see uh, the, the in the flesh wicket uh, Willow, I can't remember his name now, and I'm, I apologize to him for not remembering. Uh, Warwick, right now. Warwick, Warwick Davis. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Good, thank you. Uh, that was yeah. fun, and I also enjoyed. Oh, yeah. th- I needed more creatures, and when I saw the fighting Greedo, the yellow roadie, and I was excited about that. So, yeah, all, all types of good creature stuff at the end <laughs> that you know I needed, absolutely needed in this film. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I guess this is where it starts getting confusing, especially if you're talking. I'm um, having a 10 and a 14 year old watching it that don't have tons of backstory. Like like there were a lot of revolutions that or revelations, I should say, that was exciting for the for for the kids. They were super excited when uh, Chewbacca, you know, came out because I'm like, hey, look at that. They just think it's some type of creature. And then he's like, oh, that's Chewbacca. Like, so that was really cool for them. And that's kind of how I have to watch some of these, you know, from the eyes of somebody that doesn't isn't a diehard fan because that's really the gauge of how successful this film was. Oh yeah. Lando didn't leave such a lasting impression from the last previous watches that they understood where he was. And that was the cloud city guy and stuff, which makes sense because he's not, I mean like he's a pivotal part of the original trilogy, but like if you're just a kid and you're not really paying much attention, it's just another guy and you don't put two and two together. Yeah. You know, which, which is fine. But when he gets the falcon that was a big moment like when he oh, won yeah. the falcon that was like oh that's how he won it and that, you know so that was pretty cool and that was a nice little moment for for all of us especially how i really did like how they played it out that lando was a cheat and han knew that and basically punked him at the end which i thought was fantastic and oh, it yeah. did feel great seeing him take over the the millennium falcon and have Chewbacca. It was a great moment when Chewbacca took over in the in the you know the copilot co-piling. seat, and he was like, "You're 190. You look great." I, I yeah. it, was, it was fantastic. I think this oh. is uh, lots of lots of good stuff. So, but I did get confused, and I still will get confused. So Crimson Dawn, is that right? Yes. Yep. Is that so? Obviously, here's the biggest spoiler at the end, and the spoiler of the spoiler, which we don't have any clarity on yet. Which hopefully there's going to be some in the future. That's Darth <laughs> Maul. Right. It is. I mean, it like, is. It that's is. Legit it's Darth Maul. Right. And... That's not
0: just some random Zabrak. That is, in fact, Darth Maul. Like and at first, like, you know, like mm, maybe it is, maybe it is when he busts out with the lightsaber the
1: lightsaber. Yeah.
0: And and I will say I this wasn't true when I first saw the film. But since then and now, I've been watching the Rebels cartoon. Yeah. And, you know, spoiler in case folks, you know, he may he shows up in that is yeah, he's, he's on the, the cover of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Not very good and spoiler. Lo, well, <laughs> and like the lightsaber like the lightsaber he had in the Phantom Menace was just like an extra long yeah. know, cylinder double-bladed lightsaber. The lightsaber he has in Solo is the same one he has in Rebels where it's got like that weird little curve thing coming off of it. Okay. And He's got robot legs. Like, I feel like that probably gets discussed a bit in later uh, episodes of the Clone Wars that I have not okay. seen yet. But, yeah, that's definitely Maul, who's, you know, running Crimson Dawn. Think of Crimson Dawn as being, you know, sort of like the, the Yakuza or the Mafia. Or, sure. You know, it's it's a big criminal empire, you know. in But in he broke
1: away from – so, from what I – so – He broke away from like the whole Sith aspect, started running this little gang, much like a Jabba's thing, but on a larger like galaxy wide scale, as opposed to Jabba, who's just kind of, you know, which is a nice little nod. They mentioned that, you know, that's how they ended up on Tatooine and working for Jabba the Hutt. I thought that was interesting how Beckett kind of explained that. But this is what I have took from it. So Kira, who did a wonderful job. Uh, coming off of her Game of Thrones, I think this was midst of Game of Thrones, where for those that are not aware, she was the main character in Game of Thrones, Tenarius
0: I think or, or something Targaryen. Do you want? Did you watch yeah. that? I have not. Yeah, I've just. Okay. I've, okay. We can have a whole episode on how I never went the sure. Game of Thrones route. Okay. Or, Either way, we'll she did. So yeah,
1: yeah, I didn't even realize that until halfway through the movie the first time I was watching it. I'm like, this girl looks <laughs> super familiar, and it's just crazy. Blonde, blonde versus. Brunette, like the the difference in my brain, just like okay, couldn't put it together. um But so she basically surrenders herself, so that way Han is not always on like the radar of Crimson Dawn. Is that how is that how you took it?
0: A little bit, a little bit. I mean, there's there's definitely an element of that, but I think you get from the beginning when they're together and they're on Corelia, like they're young and they're in love and they're gonna you know be together forever and you know so on and so forth. Well, when you cut back to them meeting up on his yacht, like I get the vibe. She's like, yeah, dude, I realize you've been all starry eyed and trying to come back to Corelli to find me. And that's great. But in the meantime, shit's gone down. I don't think they really got into too much detail into exactly how she became a part of Crimson Dawn or exactly what that deal is. But you definitely get the impression it's like, yeah, this isn't like, you know a gig at the local McDonald's where I can just say, oh. Yeah, I quit. Like, I'm yeah, I'm in this. And I also got the vibe that like part of being in this involved her doing a lot of stuff that A, she's maybe not the proudest of, but B, like it's one of those things where like, you know, there are things in life that you don't want to do, but you find that you have to do them. Yeah. And after you do them enough, you find out, you know what, turns out I'm good at this. I'm o- you know, I'm I'm okay with this. This isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be you know, and your morality sort of shifts. Like, I kind of get the vibe from her that while Han still had some of that, you know, starry-eyed young lover going on, somehow that's all been burned out of her, and she's not... Like, she still cares about him. She's still got that that fond thought for him, and therefore, you know, does what she does to cover for him so that he's not screwed forever. But I don't know that that's the only reason she did it. Like, she... I kind of get the vibe that she's like, well, I'm part of Crimson Dawn. I just took out my boss. I can move up in the thing. All right. Promotion. I
1: don't know. I like, don't know if I got that. I don't, I don't think I it's think it I awful. don't think
0: it's as I don't think it's as cold as as that per se. But I don't think that if she could have made a clean break from Crimson Dawn and no one was going to chase either of them, maybe. But
1: well, I think that's the problem. I think she realized this is how I took it. I think she realized no matter what. They're going to know that she is on the run, and if she's with Solo, they're going to get both of them, and they're not going <laughs> to win that fight. That, you know, and That's how I took it, so that's why she's just like, I'm going to surrender, and like at least he'll live, and I'll live, and yes, I'll be doing horrible things for the rest of my life, but we're, they're, we're both still alive. And that seems yeah. to me kind of how she took it when she got captured again, so that's how I interpret it. You know, but that's why we're having this discussion, because I wasn't 100 percent sure. And, you know, that's and it, why. And,
0: and you may be right. And I just may be a cynical old geezer. You are a cynical asshole. It's it's no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's I mean, that's entirely possible. I, I, I yeah. can't deny this. So, yeah. But. but
1: but there are questions that are open that could be led into. Well, let's see. Um, there could be uh, Star Wars spinoff shows on Disney Plus. There could there won't be a sequel
0: movie. I just can't imagine if they do it. It'll be it'll be a Disney Plus show. I've seen fans try and hop on Twitter to try and make Solo Two a thing. Again, That's... I don't. I don't know that they're likely to be successful. I would love it. They definitely left enough open to where you could do that. You could well, show well, you, would tell... you know the the plot line of what happens with Kira, what happens of? with Crimson Dawn, exactly. How does because I mean. I guess that's the one thing about this movie is that you, there were, prior to this movie, there were things that you, air quote, knew, end air quote, about Han Solo and his backstory that, you know, this movie now clarifies and makes canon. Yeah. You sure. Know? I mean, and there are a few points there, and we've been prattling for a bit. What do you say we kick to a quick break, and then I can go into that spiel, and we'll just sure. call this a ridiculously long solo episode? That's what happens.
1: When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be, be beige. beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline Collection justinbenline.com no personality no problem b Be beige all right and we are back and we were just talking um essentially about you know the previous canon things that we knew about han solo things we didn't know about han solo or things now
0: we now we know and you were going to tell us a little bit about that uh yes so prior to this movie like how how he and chewbacca met And like why Chewbacca has this life debt situation with Han and all of that sort of thing. I don't know if or where it was actually like outlined or if it's just the collective fandom reading between the the lines and putting it together. But prior to this movie, if you just said, how did, how did Han and Chewie meet? I would have said, oh, well, he rescued Chewie from the mines of Kessel, which... Is, you know, turns out, like, that's not how they met. That's not what the deal is. I mean, I think that's one of the things that led to them bonding. Because Han's like, no, go, Chewie, go, free your peoples. And helping them out there. But, you know, clearly Han and Chewie met prior to that. Based yeah. On, you know, the events of this now, film. You know.
1: Well, this stuff that you, um, like, that was in, in previous canon that they met in the Mines <sighs> of Kessel. It, it's,
0: it, I, I, again, because I've listened to so many audiobooks and read so many sure. novels and, and comic books, like, I couldn't tell you where that is. Okay. Well, I mean, and, the, and there was a, there is a whole trilogy of Han Solo adventures. That sure. Was from, it was one um, time probably talked like, about. Like, like, back in the 80s or, that were published. And somewhere in there, like I said, it's basically the backstory is, is that, you know, yeah. Han rescued Chewie, and that is why, you know, Chewbacca in in Wookiee culture, if you save somebody on that level, you owe them a life debt. And therefore, you're going to be with that person. You're going to defend them to the death. It's, you know, it's like they're part of your family sort of a deal. And like I said, the way they portrayed this in Solo was slightly different from that, but that's fine. Like, it's not like there was a previous film or you know, super canonical source to where they've changed history. It's a minor detail that you're finally showing us. Make that how you want. Like, I'm good with it. I don't know yeah. if there are other people. I mean, given how toxic the fandom can be sometimes, I'm sure there were people out there like, that's not how it went down. But I don't know what to tell those people. You know what I mean? Y- um, yeah, no,
1: I mean, it's <laughs> I, I don't have any issues with it. Just like, I mean, it all yeah. lined up to me pretty similar to what, you know, I recall, you know, when Lando basically said, you know, you won the ship, like that all worked for me and, you know, Han meeting Chewbacca all worked for me. Like all the, it all made sense enough that it didn't, you know, the minute details of exactly where they met, was it on, you know, on in Kessel or on that, whatever planet they were on at the moment. Like that's all fine to me. Um, But, you know, I could see where, you know, everybody wants everything to be fit in perfectly and everything to align perfectly. And that's not necessarily what we can do, or you should expect every single time we're trying to tell a narrative story here. And if it, if it didn't make sense for him to be found on Kessel, then that's how
0: they're going to write the movie. They need to make sense. So, right. Well, and I, and I like, you know, again, one of the things that we know is that, you know, he won the millennium Falcon from Lando in a game of Sabacc, which perfect. I really love that as early in the movie as they do, they have him playing Sabak with Lando. And yet me and every other fanboy is like, oh boy, this is where it's going to happen. And then he loses. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. I thought that was a great, you know, a great zig when we thought he was going to zag sort of situation. And I think it made it at the very end when he came back and did play and did win by keeping uh-huh. Lando from. I think, I feel like that made that payoff even better, personally. Yeah, no, and... <laughs> I
1: agree. I mean, you knew, you knew it was going to have to happen somewhere, right? You oh, know? yeah. So that yeah. was...
0: And the fact that, you know, like, he, he he figured out he was cheating and basically kept him... Because, like, in, in Empire, you know, when it's mentioned, hey, that's my ship, and he's like, no, I want it from you, he makes a very big point of saying fair and square. Because he he did, by virtue of keeping, you know, Lando from cheating, he yes. wanted fair and... Like, it just hammered that home, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that
1: now was hans cheating real, you know like like how was he so good at this
0: uh i think he's just he's just good at cards and okay like he's All right. he's he's like a charismatic scoundrel kind of you know like lando was 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 more of a gambler in the you know classic smooth swab slick perspective like i feel like han just had a good run there and i think one of the reasons that lando did so well is cuz he was a cheater did and did cheat um yeah and once you know that your opponent is a cheat and especially if you know how they're cheating and you know you bump you you fake hug him to steal his extra card up his sleeve you now know that that's going like was it a clean clean win from solo in terms that there were no shenanigans going on not exactly but he didn't really cheat himself. He just knew enough to keep his opponent from cheating. Like it all works out. You know, he gets the Falcon. That's what we're all, you know, really all about. That's, anyway, that's what say. we want to see. Yeah. yeah. Overall,
1: man, I thought the movie was fine. Fine. And, and I honestly really liked it. I don't think oh, that yeah. it deserved the negative backlash that it got. And I think it was obviously, uh, you know, just timing was bad and yeah. I would be down for seeing another one. And I, truthfully think that if you're a star wars fan you would enjoy this movie so in in a general sense i thought uh there was enough t- you know twists turns uh drama easter eggs good character development new characters all tight I, I mean everything you want in a star wars film so like mm-hmm. I, I i if you went in i would have said i liked rogue one more than this but now i'm thinking it's really difficult for me to <laughs> you know to know which one i liked more uh, yeah. they both have elements that i really enjoyed so it's uh yeah I'd like not to put it in there with the regular saga but I mean it beats Phantom Menace we'll just say that yeah yeah
0: no. <laughs> we'll 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 leave it at that I like that that's, yeah. that's a good any uh, last plan.
1: any lasting thoughts in general on Solo
0: no like I said I enjoyed it if 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 there's anyone who hasn't seen it I think it's weird that you've spent the last hour listening to us talk about it without going to go see it first but go see it don't don't buy the the hype and the you know, assume that because it didn't kill at the box office, it's not a good movie because it absolutely was. And you should check it out also. And this is, this is the last one. And, and I'm, I could go another, I don't know, 45 minutes on this one, but it's a little upsetting that so many of the most recent installments in the star Wars universe are so damn fixated on fuel sources. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I'm
0: just going to leave that at that you, you can discuss amongst yourselves Until next time, thank you Eric For spoiling Star Wars with me uh, I think you and I still have to figure out Where we're going next on this journey Because we've kind of I... run through uh, We have There's a Clone Wars animated movie That oh, we have boy. to do And then we will have hit all of the theatrical Release uh, believe, motion pictures so. And then we'll have all to right. figure out Where we're going from there So we'll, we'll, we'll hit the nav computer And astrogate once we get that there done, we go. I guess at some point folks you're gonna get to I don't know look forward to or dread as may be appropriate uh us spoiling the Clone Wars animated film uh thanks Eric uh thank you listeners and until the next time I hope y'all have a good one thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast podcast If you have comments,
1: questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social.
0: Search for ToddCast
1: Podcast. Visit our website at ToddCastPodcast.com
0: with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, Reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast.